Welcome to my podcast, In the Driver's Seat. My name is Sonia Driver and I'm the founder of EcoTan, an Australian organic clean beauty company. Come with a curious mind and an open heart and hopefully it will leave you with a gift. I'll be inviting inspiring and fascinating people into the driver's seat. People whom I connect with and I believe you will too. I'll be unravelling layers of them and their story and that's where we'll find the gold. Buckle up, it's going to be one hell of a ride. Warning, this is an explicit podcast. There is swearing. Maybe a lot. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Are you all walking with your um, earpods in listening to this podcast? I hope you are. If you're not, hop up, go for a walk, especially at golden hour of an evening. It's where my sanity comes back into my body, ladies and gentlemen, mainly ladies, because you know I like you better. So today we're joined by the fabulous lady named Carol Fox. Now, Carol Fox is a champion amongst women. You feel down, you feel shitty, you've got low self-esteem, someone was a prick or a bastard to you, you get on Instagram and you message Carol and she's going to make you feel a million fucking dollars. That's a woman you want that will have your back. (laughs) Now, as you can tell, Carol, I'm not very professional, but that's the way I like to keep it. I like to keep it real, but it seems to be working for me. Um, Love it. So, Carol, so what we're going to do, I just always love to empower people listening and give them some tools so they can feel good about themselves and, you know, address anything they need to sort out in their lives. So that's what we're sort of about today. And Carol is a – she's got a business called Confident Communication and it's a leadership tool to give women a voice in the – workplace and the boardroom, which is so necessary, absolutely necessary. Now, before you and I got really, really drunk, especially me, um, a few weeks ago, you were telling me a little bit about that, that when, and it just resonated with me, Not, I don't have this particular problem. If anything, I'm maybe slightly too aggressive, but to men, I mean, in the, um, but you were saying about, you know, when women go and sometimes the workplace have to confront their boss and it's a, a strong male figure that they get emotional and their voice quivers and, and it's, it's helping them find their voice and asking for the pay rise or, or whatever, putting their case forward in a confident, strong way and not being threatened by any toxic masculinity, what's that word, the vibe coming at them, you know. So am I sort of going in the right direction, Carol? Yeah, I am, Sonia, and thank you so much for having me on on your podcast. Um, Yeah, I think for me, where I come from, I'm I'm coming from an angle that we can't fight men in a masculine energy. And for me, that doesn't work. In fact, it just becomes quite exhausting. Exactly. So over the years, I've been very interested in, okay, as a woman, how can I have power? How can I stand in my power? Um, how can I work around men or, you know, even women? I mean, you know, we talked about that whole gaslighting issue at work. How do I get around that without fighting, without being aggressive mm-hmm. um, so that when I do say something, I'm actually heard? And that's, that's just something I'm very, very passionate about. So as a woman, how can I have a voice and not get labelled a whinger or a complainer or whatever else we tend to get labelled with? You know, or a bitch. I'm, I generally get a bitch. Yes. yes, yes, absolutely. And because my background's in sport and that's certainly an industry where 
where women are still a minority. Um, you know, I think we've only got, what is it, 3.8% of, um, direct, of directors or um, CEOs in sport, um, and that's just a disgraceful figure. I think it's even lower at the moment. So, you know, a lot of women in sport are situated where they're surrounded by men, and um, they need to learn how to have a voice and how to step up. Now, again, I'm not anti-men. Let me make that very clear. I love men, and I love those men that step up and are role models and really support and nurture the women around them. And I think there's more and more of them these days. Yeah, um, thank God. But but we all thank God. But we all come across males and females. I mean, come on, Sonia. How many times do you come across a woman who's backslided you? Yeah. Not as much no, as men. So. Uh, no, actually, men don't even bother gaslighting. They're just vile. Anyway, no, I'm probably a bit more of a man hater than you, but um, I oh, love. Yeah, I do love only because from my experience, it's just uh, there's a lot of shit men yeah. out there. I've I've come across more shit men than I have good men. And when I look at my own business, my lawyers, my chemist, everybody involved in my business is a woman because they fucking do things better. They dig deep. They have got. They put actually. They give a shit, you know. I don't know that they, they're smarter. They they use more of their brain. Um, they committed. I don't know. I, I just think, on a whole, that women are generally better than men. There you go. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. But listen, we all we you don't have to agree with me. But that's just my experience. Happy. You know, actually, that's just my view and experience. But go on, go on, Carol, please go on. But there are some good men. I do agree with you. And hallelujah <laughs> for those ones. And they really stand out. When you meet a good man or you find a good man in business, they stick out like bloody dog's balls. Really? Yeah. I, are you allowed to say and, dog's and balls, Annie? Annie's cringing I, at dog's balls. I'm sorry. Is Annie that. cringing at dog's balls? Sorry, sorry about saying dog's balls, Annie. Annie, <laughs> we're sorry about um, that. We're yep. so sorry. <laughs> um, and you know what? Like I look at my business and over the years and when it's had a little boost, it, it has been because a, a male, uh, a mentor has come into my life and said, hey, and they're, you know, and they're cute, foxy, let's take this somewhere else. So I, I don't know, maybe again, because I grew up in sport, men, I, I, and as a swimmer, I didn't have that male, female type of, we were just all swimmers. We were we were all there, and so I get on really really well with men. But probably because I've grown up around them, yeah. and um, and and again, I did learn, particularly um, in you know my background in sport as in life saving. I had to learn very quickly that fighting the fight and fighting them just wasn't going to get me anywhere. And in fact, it was absolutely exhausting. So I realised that that there was a, another way of being. Um, around men, around women, around people, where I didn't have to fight the universe and make myself right and mm-hmm. exhaust myself. And so, give us some examples, some tools that we can actually use to, you know, battle in the everyday life because that's what we have well, to well, sort of do. Well, first of all, I, I mean, I kind of like it, it'd be really nice to have a mindset change on this, mm-hmm. Sonia. That. You know, like as women, if we're battling, think about the energy of that. It's the masculine energy. You know, masculine energy is battling, is fighting, is, you know, take that out of our vocabulary. Mm -hmm. We, You know, you just said to me before, you surround yourself with women because they're amazing. We are. And that feminine energy, which for so long, particularly 
our generation was weak and we had no role models. So we actually, feminine energy, and I don't know about you, but I'll talk to myself, feminine energy to me was very weak and, yeah. and pandering. But it's not. Think about the women you and I know and yes. you know our beautiful mutual friend Susie. You know, yeah. we're goddesses. When we are in our power, and I so I call it the goddess power, um, we are grounded, we are kind, we are compassionate, we set our boundaries. I've got goosebumps saying this. We we have um, an energy about us that that people respond to. And so I don't I don't ever want to fight the fight again. I don't want to fight anyone. It's exhausting. What I want to do is I want to work with people and shine a light for them and get them to think a little bit differently and, you know, get them to be really curious. And they and, and particularly men, they I've worked with full rooms of men who don't want to be there. They might have been an AFL team or a group of firefighters. But I turn up, if I fight them I'll lose masculine but if i turn up grounded knowing what i'm talking about then that's when i win them over because they feel safe and they feel like this woman knows what she's talking about okay so can we can you demonstrate so how can we avoid fighting them so what do we do instead of fighting them well i think the most important thing is is um our mindset first of all so um i always like to have a positive assumption before I go into any yep. meeting or any group I work with. And my positive assumption is that uh, we're going to, you know, they're going to like what I have to say. Mm-hmm. So I'll then turn up very differently. So, you know, our self-talk is so important. You know, yes. Sonia, being yep. the, the successful businesswoman you are. So um, I always expect to have a positive interaction with people. Mm-hmm. And that way I turn up very, very differently. And, you know, 93% of what we communicate is through our body language and our voice. Mm. So if I think I'm going to have a difficult conversation or a difficult interaction, guess what? I'm going to end up with a difficult interaction because I'm going to turn up differently with my voice. My body language is going to be defensive or fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so always, always about my, my mindset. So I'm going to have a really great interaction today with this person. Okay, so and what then, happens if we don't? If we get to that, and it, it there isn't that. As soon as you walk in, you sense the vibe and the energy, and it isn't going to be great. It's met with, um, you know, hostility, and and just you can you're picking up. Women are so smart and intuitive, picking up on that vibe. So where do we go when when it's when we're in that situation? Take us through what we can do from that. There's a negative well, response. Yeah, the first thing you want to do is, um, and I always say this, change your physiology, your body language, mm-hmm. and you'll change your emotional state. Right. So let's say I walked in I walked in there confident and suddenly I got some vibes and I'm not welcome or whatever. The very first thing I'll do is I will change my, my body and I'll step into confidence stance. Now, right. unfortunately, this is, this is through audio, so I can't show you, but I'm not talking about the hands-on-hip stance that some people have made very popular. You know, the power woman stance, the wonder woman stance. Yeah, yeah. I, I never do that. Guess what energy that is just out of interest? Masculine uh, or feminine? Masculine. The wonder woman stance. Yeah. It's masculine. Yeah. And can you imagine getting into that? It's like, you know, listen to me, I'm an expert. So the confidence stance actually comes from a 4,000-year-old martial arts technique, Qigong. 
I love Chew Gong. I've done that before at Quingana. Shout out for Quingana. Yep. Quingana do love that. They absolutely, I went, oh my God, that's my stance. So pretty much the first stance you do, feet on the ground, um, legs hip width apart, feet hip width apart, tiny, tiny little bend in your knee, which grounds you. And then you stand with your hand over where your watch would be. And that's your stance. And if anyone's listening to this, if you're walking, feel free. Stop. Just do it right now. Yeah, you'll notice d- how Annie and I are doing it, aren't we, Annie? I don't have a Are you? Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> this is a very, what this does, a couple of things. It takes the energy out of your head because what a lot of people do is they get excited or they go, oh, oh I don't want to be here, you know, whatever. And they're in their head. Yes. So if you are, if you're doing this at the moment, Sonia, and you've done this before, you'll notice the energy is either in your chest, your tummy, or even your feet. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is that the energy goes from your head and gets you grounded because you want to be grounded when yes. you talk. Um, and the other thing it does is it also gives off an impression of groundedness and confidence. Mm-hmm. So I teach this. I teach this everywhere I go. I get into my confidence stance. I take a breath. I check myself talk, which is... Um, you know, people are interesting and I and, and I get into my kindness and into my heart and that's then how I go into the room. So back to we've gone gone there, we were positive, we got a bad vibe, change body language. Always the first thing you do. Yeah. Um and and then it's really just looking for the positives in the situation. So if I walk in and I need to meet someone and I really don't have time to analyse why I'm feeling bad or what I picked up then it's about reframing and looking for the good stuff around it. Oh, okay, well, the woman, you know, the the person behind the desk is very friendly. I like the way they've set up that area over there. So you just start looking for things to be grateful for. Yeah, that is a, because it's, yeah, yeah. a powerful Sorry. tool. Gratitude is such a powerful tool, tool oh. isn't it? Oh. It sounds well, soft you know and bushy, but it's uh, so strong. Nah, it's not because once you understand the power of focus, yeah. Um, I get up my, my morning routine after I have my espresso coffee. My husband brings it up to me. Is that um, I have a journal and I, I the very first thing I'll do is I well first of all I decide how I want to be for the day. So excited, energized, pumped, or grateful. So I have those four to choose from. So mm-hmm. I choose, and then I then I'll write down um, you know what I'm most grateful for. Uh, and what I'm going to be grateful for about the day ahead. And what that does is that switches our mind to look for the good stuff. Because to be honest, Sonia, I'm a bit grumpy. That's always been my my natural <laughs> way of being. Is I'm, and you, you probably know that I'm an away from um, motivator. And I actually think you are, you and I so alike, that really, if you let us go, we could easily walk around and, and figure out what's wrong. Yes. What's wrong in a room, what's wrong in the world, yes. what's wrong in our business. Critical. I, I, critical. I yes. totally fucking get that. I'm really trying to work on that. My mind instantly yeah, goes for what's wrong. Well, I can, that's, yeah. that's wrong, that's wrong, this is right, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. So let's 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 get this one out in the open. It's called, a, it's, it's our motivation. So yeah. Some people are really motivated by carrots and sticks, you know, carrots and, you know, bonuses and everything Money else. It's and, not yeah. to say that we're not, but you and I are much more motivated. We move away from what we don't want. And people listening, you know, you'll you'll notice you'll be you'll be a little bit of both, but one's gonna be um, one that resonates with you more. 
So because I'm an away from, meaning I move away from pain, uh, which means I work, I work hard so that I won't, you know, so that when I retire one day, I'll have enough money so I won't have to, you know, um, worry about money every day. You can, whereas other people, they work really hard so they can go and have a lovely life. You can hear the difference. Yeah. In the two, I hope. Yes. So, um, you know, it's what, so if we naturally uh, look for, we will walk in a room and naturally see what's wrong. And that's fine too. Like people need that. But then what I've learned over the years is to retrain my brain to look at what I can be grateful for as well. And so that's what I'll look at first and then, then I might um, address stuff that needs to be addressed. Okay, so let's – can we go back to the boardroom now? Yep. So the woman's in the boardroom and maybe I'm the woman. No, well, it can't be me because they'll be swearing. <laughs> they'll be, no, no, not me. It's not me. But this beautiful woman, they're in the boardroom. They're wanting to, I don't know, ask for a pay rise or put some ideas uh, ahead yep. and there's this uh, negative um, masculine energy that's sort of you know, condescending and patronising and yep. you know, sexist, all that sort of stuff that it still exists in our culture even though they pretend it doesn't. Um, what where, She's got the, the stance. What's the next okay. step? Okay. So I get into the boardroom. First thing I've done is I've checked myself talk. They're yep. going to want to hear my ideas, my new project. That's all I'm focusing on. Any other thought? is irrelevant and needs to get, get out of your brain. Mm-hmm. Then I go in there. I might do a little bit of heart breathing before I go in. <sighs> then I sit down and I sit down in my confidence. So feet on the ground, front of the seat, back straight, hands over my where my watch might be. And then I look around for all the positives. So the smiling faces, um, the people who do like me, who are supporters of mine, they're the ones that I focus on. Yeah. Then when it's time for me to actually talk, I the I'm, and I want to be with the voice of leadership or the voice that people listen to is low, yep. low and deep. Like all newsreaders. If everybody needs to uh, uh, listen to their newsreader, they all, all the women as well, have low, deep voices. Correct. Have you noticed that about because, newsreaders, Carol? Yes. Yeah, well, this is what I... Yeah. Yep, absolutely, because that's the voice that people will listen to. Yeah. Because you may have noticed that um, some women, when they get excited, <clears throat> what happens is they'll get up in their head. Now, I can't do it because I'm too old to do it anymore, but because the low, slow, deep voice is linked to wisdom. Because mm-hmm. as we get older, what happens to our voice? Goes it deeper. gets deeper. So what will happen, particularly for younger women... Um, again, not all, but for the ones that have that, um, what they'll start talking fast, so they'll get excited and they'll go, oh, thanks for having me here. And, you know, um, so anyway, I've got a project and I'm got, and, and then I can't do my squeaky voice anymore because I yeah, am so then, old. But it's like, and really like it, it, at the end, it's like, it, it goes correct. up high. We learned that I used to be international host here. Look, I'm sorry for bringing it back to me, but I we learned that when we were doing PAs, about mm-hmm. the voice and not talk uh, going, going up high at the end. So That's you know, right. yeah. Can you give us? Actually, I'd love to see yours. Go on. Okay, it was a lot. It was many years ago. Okay, I'll try a little but bit. It doesn't matter. Okay. Come on, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard your ANSAT Australia flight to Canberra. 
My name is Sonia and you're under the command of Captain Belinda Ducats. That's a little bit of it. That's, yeah. But how beautiful. And I'm serious, everybody would look up because I was t- this tiny little wee yeah, thing. Yeah, she was so tiny. So tiny and little. And, little yeah. I was so fucking hot, everybody, but I was so hot, this pretty little thing. <laughs> and then everyone would expect this little high little. And, I, and, I, and you know, I was a yeah. wild party girl. So I would sound my, the, like, oh, my night, the night after, the day after voice was really deep and really husky. And everyone would listen yeah. to everything I had to say. Anyway. It's so, and thank you for sharing that with me because that's actually a beautiful example for me to share in my workshops because I oh, talk great. about this all the time. So thank <laughs> you because I've got something other than a flight attendant to, uh, sorry, than a um, newsreader to talk about. So, yeah. you know, you picked up on this. So, you know, again, take the big breath. If if my, if I, if I I'm feeling a little bit nervous, even a, <clears throat> you know, a clearing of the throat, I used to say cough, but of course you're not allowed to cough in a boardroom no. or anywhere else these days. I used to say cough. <clears throat> because what that does is it loosens up that chest area, um, the throat. But even a, <clears throat> a clearing of the throat will will help with that. Um, the other thing I want to say while I'm here too is how many. And I know you're going to you're going to totally pick up on this straight away. How many women, when they open their mouth, will say? So they might go, "Okay, Carol, it's you know, Carol, over to you." Okay, I'm sorry. I knew you were going to say that. I fucking knew you were going to say I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I freak out. You know, my PA, Tiana, mm-hmm. I love you. If everything comes, she starts with I'm sorry. And I go, <gasps> stop, stop. Can you stop saying just, I know it, I have to because, you know, it was from my childhood. Did it? I go, no, stop. This, no. Don't, don't be sorry. Yeah. Don't be sorry. Yeah. Take it, everyone, take it out of your vocabulary. Just stop it. You've just got to stop it. And the other one is just. So I've got a girlfriend who's like this power woman. Like she's amazing and beautiful and, and, and in her industry is so looked up to. And she rings me and she goes, oh, hi, it's just me. So guess what I do now, Sonia? Well, hang I hang up. I knew you were going to say hang up. I do. I hang up. I just, I'm not, I'm not putting up with it anymore. So <laughs> then she rings back laughing and she goes, Hi, and then she, you know, she says her name, uh, and then I go, I'm about to hang up. I think next time you ring, you need to go. Hi, it's gorgeous me. You know, oh, yeah. like just Self-talk. me. What's it? Who oh, yeah. does that? Hi, it's my well, it, a lot of people do it. So all of you take out the word sorry out of your vocabulary, unless yeah. you've been really naughty, and, and you then you need to apologise. That's and different. You That's different. To. And just hi, it's just me. No, it's not just me. It's like you know, you and I. I bring you up and go. Sonia, it's fabulous. Carolyn, you just love. You know, yeah. it's, it's fun to have girlfriends like that. So I know empowering and empower yourself as well. And like, can I just get yeah. back to that boardroom for a second? Because I'm just yes. thinking about love the thinking, Okay, so I would mentally prepare what I'm going to say, what I want my presentation, whatever it may be, my case I'm going to put forward, and then I would do this if I thought about it all totally and I believe it's fair and it's whatever, I would present it but I would also I also do this thing in my mind where I am not at, attached to their response and I go and I would just go, okay, so just have a think about that, get back to me. So I present it but if I'm presenting something and, and I'm already worrying about what – how their reaction is going to be or, or whatever. I, I'm going to lose my point and I'm going to lose 
my, my focus. So I want to have a strong argument, a strong case for whatever I'm presenting and how they respond has nothing to do with me or my presentation. And then we move Absolutely. on to the next step. Because if I don't have Absolutely. that, if I'm going in there thinking, oh, what the fuck, how's, how's this going to go or what they're going to say or what's the outcome going to be, mm-hmm. I can't focus on my agenda, right? And I always plan, I go in like a lawyer and I think, okay, what are the objections going to be? So I have everything covered off. What could they come back? You know, so I just go in, present, forget about them. You know, how that old fashioned thing that people got a picture of them sitting in their underwear. Well, I I don't really do that because it really gross people out there. But I I just very Mm -hmm. clear have, I shut down them, which is, that's my technique. So I can present clearly and stay focused, and then I'll open. Then I'm. Then I'll relax, and then it's up to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Am I doing that yeah, right? Look, I, fix that. Fix you that. Are. No, you are. I think it's great. I think you know we've all got our strategies. For me, um, it's about. I mean, because I understand people and I understand their behaviours, and I understand the different ways that they turn up. It makes it very, very easy for me now to stay really grounded because um, we're all we're all just doing the best we can. Yes. You know, we're all human, and we're all in that room, and you know, we don't know what people are going through. We don't know what's happened before they've turned up. This idea you saying it has nothing to do with me, their reaction. You are spot on, Sonia. You know, and if more of us went through life not taking on other people's sh- sorry yeah. stuff. Listen, hello, um, this is an explicit podcast. I don't like these soft, <laughs> daggy words. We want like, fucks. We like shit. We like, you know, it's how, it's, how not, like, how many people listening, you know, how many of us, particularly with more women than men, will do this because it's the communication style? You take on other people's shit because yeah. you're trying to make them feel better. Yeah. But um, something I teach, I always teach, is about, you know, what do I do when someone's having an overreaction? And I talk about different ways people have overreactions, but what do I do so I don't take it on? Well, again, first thing I do is I drop into my confidence stand. Mm-hmm. Second, remind myself that it's not about me. Because mm-hmm. the second you take something personally, you're gone. Yeah, you, yeah. you only have one, you've got a choice, fight or flight. Fight will be you'll get your back up and then your voice will go high and you'll start talking fast and no one will listen to you. Or flight is where you go, oh, oh but I was just, presenting, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I I really thought you'd like it. Like, are you wanting to throw up right about now? You're yeah, totally, totally because I, I yes. yes, vomit, yep. <laughs> so neither work for us, right? Yeah. Um, so then what I do is I, I, I will then say to myself, I wonder what's going on for that person at the moment that they just shot that particular comment at me. And what that does is that takes me into compassion and understanding. So you can hear the languaging. Gee, what's going on for him or her that they just said that back at me? Like, oh, look, your project's irrelevant. You know, like that's a pretty nasty yeah. uh, comment. But I don't take it personally because I think, wow, like seriously, this is my inside voice. Wow, what's going on for them yeah. that they just said that? And then um, if appropriate, then I can question them on it. But I don't say things like, again, another word you want to take out is why. You know, why did you say that? Because that'll just trigger them more. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be, um, it's more about, uh, you know, sometimes it'll be what's the purpose of saying that? 
listen to the language there, how powerful it is. Yes. Um, what's, the, what's the purpose of saying that right now? And what you're doing is you're calling them out on yep. the underlying reason that they've been quite rude. Yeah. Um, Do you know something else that I'm really feeling that is paralysing people? especially women, is that we have to be perfect. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not good enough. I was not, they won't, they're fearful of taking a step into their side hustle or their job or their career or relationship because they're not perfect yet or it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Paralyzed by the pursuit of perfection and there's no such thing as perfect. And I love this saying, an entrepreneur saying, um, is if you look at the product that you first launched with and you're not embarrassed, you launched too late. <laughs> Love how, it. How fucking good is that? It's, yeah. And it's so true. And I look at my first product I launched. I paid my friend's kids to label them so they were all crooked and air bubbles and oh, horrendous. I was hand labelling in my back shed and making crap myself. And like it's just terrible. I mean, not crap. It was a fantastic certified organic product, as you all know. But, um, you know, I, I – have lots of um, vices and lots of things, but my my one thing I got right, I never um, put the pressure on myself to be perfect and I knew that I'd just get better. It would get better and you just get better every day. So it never stopped me. And that, that's such a no. big thing is fear of not being perfect or, you know, oh, where do I, you know. There's always going to be, you know, the leery, leery person. Um, yeah. But for most of them, they'll get that sense that, you know, you know who you are. Um, I teach the young young girls I work with uh, body language. So again, um, if, if if someone's getting too close to me, you put your hand up. Um, it's called a leveler. So you can put your hand up uh, as a barrier between the two of you, and just you know then step back. Um, I think also if something totally inappropriate happens, then then you can actually call it out there and there. You know what? Oh, my God, Sonia, I was only talking about this the other day to a girl from school. We used to catch the tram to school, and I can't tell you how often we would have a crowded tram. This is down in Melbourne, everyone, you know, St. Kilda Road, and men would rub themselves up against us. Oh, my God. So by year 11... I mean, it makes me feel sick talking about it. It happened that often. My girlfriend and I got very bold. We were sick of it. We were at a girls' school and we were just feeling really empowered. So anytime a man rubbed up against us, we would call it out. And I'd go, excuse me, you're rubbing your penis up against my leg. <laughs> I love that. And then all the school, we'd all crack up in hysterics. All the adults on the tram would look at the person and he would always get off at the next stop. Good. Call it and, out. And it was the, it was the only way... And we did it so often. It was, I mean, the principal did call us into the office because it was a lovely ladies' school and ladies don't do that. But we said, well, I'm sorry, we don't want penises rubbing up against us anymore. Unless he's so, really fucking hot and Jason Momoa. That's yeah, fucking went, different. That's they were choice. Never, they were never, ever hot, I can assure you. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Um, so so if, if I had someone doing something inappropriate, I would probably call it out. Call it say, out. Excuse me, your, 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 penis, your penis is rubbing up against me right now. Yeah, you know? well, that comment is really um, below the line. Not acceptable. Don't say it again, Pete. I'm serious. Yeah, don't probably, say it again. I, I, Pete, I, don't. I, I probably would, I'd probably go, I again, so here's, here's my, the other approach would be 
um, they say something, whatever they say, and I, I would probably come back with, what's the purpose of saying that? Yeah. Is this appropriate? So can you hear how it's, it's yeah, really yeah. calling them out calling but, them but without out. shaming them? So I in a board see, meeting, I don't care. I'm, I'm all about shaming them. Sorry, I'm not. That's okay. We can disagree, but I don't uh, care. Shame the fuckers. We're not disagreeing with it. I, I, there are times to shame. There are times not to either because I let me share with you. Okay. If you shame a man in front of other men, that's when they'll turn. Right, so we're... You and I could talk, you, you and I could talk for hours, couldn't we? We could. So can, can you just leave our listeners with one... Um, like a tip, just give them a tip for for them to take into to tomorrow or today that they can action. Okay, oh, just you know what? Yeah. When 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 people people say, "What do you do for a job?" Always love that one. Just how do I put that in one sentence? Yeah. My answer now is, um, I teach people how to be kind to themselves. And also kind to others. Because when you are kind to other people, when you're communicating, you don't need all the theory. Why? You just naturally are coming from the right place to be able to be gracious and generous and adapt to whatever's been thrown your way. So kindness starts with you um, and then kindness for other people. People don't mean to be assholes. They don't mean to do the wrong thing. I think a lot of the time they're just doing the best they can and we need to have compassion for that. Yeah, and they're just projecting their shit onto you. You know what I mean? Sure, and you can, don't, and, yeah, don't take it. Sometimes, no, don't take it. And I think as you get better and, and you, I don't know, I'm a little bit like you, I can sort of turn it, you know. I, I can sort of see through it. I can sort of see through the hostility and I can somehow turn it, turn them around. I don't know how, I just can. Unless they're complete, you know, narcissistic fucking God complex people and then I call that out and just leave. Sometimes you just got to, you know, disconnect from that person because they they are really just garbage. I have to say this, Carol, there's just some garbage people out there and you're not going to be able to fix them or negotiate with them. And when you get this and you just have to – Remove yourself from the garbage. Yep. If you can, some people can't, unfortunately. They're stuck at work with, um, you know, like anyone looks up gaslighting and had to work with someone who does that at work. Um, But what I don't have any control over that person. No. The only thing I have control over is is myself and what I'm taking from it. And you know what? Even a nasty, nasty person in in, in my life, I will always step back or a funny interaction or something that just hasn't quite worked, I will always step back and I'm a big believer in a mirror reflection. What are they reflecting back at me? What if that person was put in my life to teach me something? What would that lesson be? And this is something I do with my coaching clients, you know, particularly my clients that have been had terrible experiences in their workplace and one person in particular has worn them down. You know, we don't sit there blaming that person. I'll always say to my client, come on, if they had a lesson that they were teaching you, what would it be? And I always laugh because they always come up with, you know, um, not to hang out with dickheads. Yeah, Yeah, well, you don't really get that choice. So what's another lesson? And the lesson will always be come back to them. That person really taught me about I have to tell you myself. Mm. Or that person taught me that 
I need to maybe ask a few more questions before I trust things. But that's you know, and not in a negative way. Or that person taught me that when I when I stand up and I believe in what I'm doing, then I won't attract that into my life. So, you know, all these people that come into our life, what if yeah, there what is, is they're there? What if they're there to teach you a lesson? And some of them aren't very nice lessons, but what or, if? Or I was talking to um, my HR. Um, guru this morning and um, we're talking about you know don't walk some people just want drama and chaos that's you know their stuff but and we're just talking about don't walk into their shit show sometimes people just want to put on a shit show to sabotage themselves or whatever their patterns may be but do not when you get an invite to a shit show people fucking don't turn up and I love my sister desperately. She's a Scorpio. That's really bad. But anyway, I always say to her, Rachel, you or anyone that has a shit show, you you get on board. They go, hang on, I'm pulling up now at the station. I've got my roller coaster here. Get on board. We're going to, through the shit, shit show. And she always gets on. I go, fucking disengage from the shit show. You know, yeah. there, there are times that you need to realise sometimes people just thrive on chaos, drama, about shit. Life is so fucking short and precious. There's so many people we can impact in a positive way. Stop going yep. to shit shows. Can I write, Annie, yep. write that down. I'm going to write a new book called Stop Going to Shit Shows. Oh, she's yep. writing that down. We're going to, but do you know what I mean? Can I'm sorry I've hijacked that little bit, but I was talking no, I about that, you did that. that shit show thing this morning, but not all the time, it obviously, is. but some people, you do know the ones that just really want a shit show. And they want you to be there. Yep. Yeah, by all means, have compassion for the ones that do it occasionally because we all do it. You know, we all need that friend to go visit and go, whatever's happening and, and yep. debrief. But the one that's doing it all the time, I mean, I actually don't have them in my life. I just. I know, but sometimes at work, you may have yep. them. Or, you know, in your yep. work, you might, they're not necessarily work with you, but you might have to interact from a different company or a different part of your business. Sure. And there's just those people, sure. and, you know. Yeah, and just have compassion again. See, this is all about it. the second you judge someone and you decide that, that, that they're doing something, then we treat them very differently. And then yeah. whether you mean to or not, you're giving them energy. True. You know, even, again, I mean, oh, you know, I'm going to be tough here. But even I wouldn't call it a shit show because can you hear then how I'm buying into that yeah. and then I'm judging? You've yeah. just got to stop judging. It's like, okay, that person's having a reaction at the moment. Do I need to buy into it or not? No, I'm, I'm just going to let them know I'm here if they need me. If that's my role, it might yes. not be my role at all. Yeah. Because the problem there is all the rescuers out there. Mm-hmm. You know who you are, people yeah. listening. You know, you want to rescue everyone. You want to make everyone feel good. You can't. You get exhausted doing it. I know. So, you know, we've got to decide who, 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 who gets out. I mean, I love Sarah Knight's work. Oh, my God, I love that woman, if anyone, at K-N-I-G-H-T. You know, her first book was, the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck. And it was based, It was the same title as Marie Kondo. So it was that whole, you know, except hers was the life-changing magic of, um, you know, clearing. Tidying up. What is it? Yeah. Tidying up, right. So it's not the yellow cover book. That was written by a bloke, Sarah Knight. She's hilarious. I, and I highly recommend all her books. And I wish I'd written them. I totally wish. I read them going, this was a book that I was meant to write. Um, 
she swears a lot in it, so if you don't like it, but I can imagine. No one's listening. Everyone that's listening to us are <laughs> totally into swearing you because they wouldn't so, be. So, so, so she talks about the fuck budget. She goes, you have a limited amount of energy. Yes. It's called the fuck budget, and you need to work out where your fucks go during the day. So if you want to spend 90% of your fuck budget on your on your uh, friend who's a drama queen and who's always drama queening everywhere, then you only get 10% for the people who really, really, really matter. Yeah. You know, your, 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 your partner, your children, uh, maybe even work, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So she, um, I, I love it. And you know what that, what reading that book did for me was that um, the the filter I now run um, is do I need to give a, do I need to give a fuck about that? Now, yes. what that means is, and I reckon you're like me, we're martyrs. We see inequality, we see things not being fair, we get angry and yes. then we turn into a martyr and we want to fix it all. Now, yes. that's wonderful and I bet you there's a whole bunch of people listening right now who do it, but we can't fix everything. We, we get exhausted doing it. Yes. So I now figure out, okay, do I need to step in and do that? Because I'm an advocate. Do I need to step in and do that or is this, is this something I can step back and let someone else step in and, and do? And that's, that's really helped me as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because your energy, like um, my friend's psychologist, she always says you have finite energy. So, yeah. you know, she says to me, Sonia, you piss your energy away. And that was like a light bulb moment when she said that to me because I'm trying to yeah. fix people that actually don't want to be fixed. So it's really quite rude of me. Try to fucking problem solve well, and fix everything. Well, yeah. Well, well, it is. It is. It's totally rude, and it's also judgy. Yeah. Who decided they needed fixing? You know, yeah, exactly. They you just want it. But they, you know, assholes. You, know you know, like just always whinging and asking for help, but don't actually want help. You know, you know those people. Yeah. They, they, so they, they're comfortable yeah. in their their misery. Some, not everybody, but there's some people that I had to really pull back from because they were yeah. just absorbing all my energy and I'd left be left feeling fucking drained and yeah. you know they just didn't that didn't change or put any of my energy into anything in positive for a positive outcome I call them smiling tigers but anyway what do you call it smiling tigers it's a you know like these people that smile and nod and yeah talking the high voice big mask but underneath you know, like a tiger, seething, vicious. I mean, I haven't met very many of them, but there's a couple of people I've had in my life that are, are fucking smiling tigers. They're very dangerous people, very dangerous. Yeah, I call them like the smiling assassins. Okay, so, tiger assassin, I, yeah. True. They're, they're, they're people I have no time for. Me either. They're the ones out of any people. It's just I'd rather the lunatic screaming lunatic because I can – Relate and talk and well, calm down, yeah. bring down and and comfort. But those smiling tigers are just fucking narcissists, cold, vicious. Ugh, seep! I can, right now, I'm just seeing black pus dripping from their their damaged souls. Oh my god, what's going on? I'm going too far, Carol. I've gone. Sonia. I've gone over the line here. I've gone over. No, okay. no. Well, well, you know what? Again, if you took the message away that I gave before. Be kind. We're all here. What if we're all here learning the lessons that we need to learn and we're all here reflecting back at each other and what if this is just a great big game and that and that the key to the game is kindness and not judging. 
Yeah, true, but if they are smelling tigers, just fuck off. Just fuck them right off. Don't even have anything to do. Kara, we have to say that. We've got to preserve our fucking self, our sanity. They will drain you. They will bite you. They're ready to attack you. Run! Run! They can can only do it if you give them permission to do so. That's true. That's true, listeners. I'm sorry, listeners. This has been – we've gone somewhere, but that's okay. That's okay. I hope you're enjoying your walk. Um, thank you, beautiful Carol, and you were coming to oh. speak at EcoTan on Monday, so it's International I Women's am. Day, and I you'll am. be with our fabulous team there and asking, motivating them, and encouraging. You'll feel the love in the room. Most incredible. Oh. I always um, only settle for exceptional people. That is, people know that about my company, and um, I, I, I love everybody, but I only want exceptional people, and and I'm not talking about their qualifications. No, no. Their characters. It's about who they you know, are, isn't it? And their characters. It is. I can't wait to meet them all, darling. I'm just. Don't try oh to poach any. Don't even fucking start. Don't even talk to my Annie. <laughs> oh, Annie, I'm, I'm in a secret Forget her. They don't even talk to her. No. no, you're not allowed to talk to her. I'm, no. I'm writing it down on the door. Don't let Carol talk to Annie in case she poaches. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know what? I, you know why? Because I've got all these ideas in my head, like I've got this thing, the confidence project, and I can't make that happen, but like you're the sort of person that would go, oh, let's help as many women as we can. And you are the sort of person that I look at and go, this is the woman who can make this stuff happen. Um, and and it's the energy. Have you ever noticed when women get together and they start throwing ideas around and they start going, oh, I could do that and you could do that and this could happen here. Like we've got some big things ahead of us, Sonia. I don't know if you know that, but when we were oh. um, when we were dancing a couple of weeks ago, having a lovely time, it was like this is someone who gets this and who gives back to the world, and um, we give back to the world because we just want to empower. I mean, to be honest, right now that I'm the age I am, I just want to empower as many women as I can. Me too. So that when I leave this earth, I feel like I've I've, I've my purpose. I've met my purpose. What yeah. I was supposed to do. To do. You know. That's so we've, 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 that's it. We've got a few things. We've got a few things happening. Yeah, we've got to ruffle some few feathers and lift some ladies up. I'm feeling lifting. I always want to lift up these ladies. Yeah, few ladies yes. lift up. All right. We God bless to, everybody. All right, um, my darling. I see. Well, I won't see you on Monday because guess what? I'm going on the TV, people. <gasps> TV. You know, I know. It's something that was invented. Many, many people don't watch it anymore, but I'm on it on Monday. <laughs> but anyway, so. God bless you all. I hope you enjoyed this beautiful podcast and you can Thank reach you out everyone. to Carol for um, any encouragement, courses, any mentoring, and we will put the show notes how to reach her on the podcast. So thank you, beautiful thank you. Foxy. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really love it. And, and I've loved meeting all, all, of, all of your listeners. So I really appreciate it. It's just been gorgeous. Oh, you're amazing. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye, Foxy. Bye. See ya. So until next time, tribe, I'm jumping out of the passenger seat, closing the door, going inside and having a vino. Let's get together real soon. God bless.